Welcome back to the Doster Roster Podcast. I am your host, Paul Doster, and I am joined by my co-host, Sam Doster. Hello. And we are going to recap today, Super Bowl 53, and the lack of offense that it had in it. Um, I'm just going to start off by saying both of our predictions, way off. We suck. Yeah, it was not close at all. And But I, but to be fair, I, I don't think anybody in their right mind would have said, yeah, final scores would be 13-3. to three. No one even was remotely close. But did you hear about that one guy who I think out uh, California somewhere, he gambled. I don't remember what he put up, but he gambled that the Rams would score three points and he scored, I think, or scored. He won $100,000. Did you hear this? Oh, for crying out loud. Yeah. Because, I mean, no one thought that they were going to do that. You know, and you have, I mean, on paper, two of the highest scoring teams in the league and they both combined for 16 points, which is actually the fewest in Super Bowl history. And in this Super Bowl, you have a total of 14 punts. So if you're a fan of punting, I guess you got to you know, see some of the best on display. The Rams actually had eight punts in a row. Eight drives, eight punts in a row. And c- compared to last year, you know how many punts were in the Super Bowl last year? I don't know. played in the Super Bowl last year. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. You, you should know this. Oh, son of a bitch. It was the uh, Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Last year's uh, yeah, I would imagine they're substantially less. You want to know how much less? So what, how many how many total were there? How many total? Take a guess. This how, year how, there were fourteen punts in this Super Bowl. How many punts do you think I'll were in last say year? Say there were three punts. Zero. Oh. There were zero punts in last year's Super Bowl, which is I think is a record. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. But with that being said, if so, if you were thinking it was going to be anything like last year's Super Bowl where Tom Brady throws for 505 yards and loses compared to this Super Bowl where he only threw for, what did I just say, 260 yards, 262 yards and he, with no touchdowns and interceptions and wins, you were uh, in for quite a surprise. And, and uh, it's interesting because we were all, I mean, most people were saying that, you know, the whole theory about how defenses when championships is kind of dead considering these teams all they do is score this was quite a defensive display i think one of the most uh if you look at it all year uh, here's another interesting fact the the lowest points scored by the patriots in a win this season was how much would you guess i'll say the lowest was uh 17 points 24 that was the lowest amount of points scored in a win was 24 points and that was uh against the vikings and for the rams in a in a win their lowest amount was 23 so both of these teams uh, obviously these are season lows for them so they were very much on the bottom in terms of scoring and it kind of caught everybody by surprise but the thing was is that most people were saying because of the low scoring game and all the puns and stuff like that people thought that that it was boring and uh, you know they didn't like it and all this kind of stuff. But um, personally, I just thought that you know we were just we're just so used to you know like the best game this year was the Chiefs and the Saint. Uh, sorry, the Chiefs and the Rams. Who was I think final score was like fifty one, fifty six, something really really high. So it's a lot of scoring, a lot of offense. So do you think this game was a boring game or it was just a very evenly defensively matched game? I think it. I I think you can say it was both. I mean I, I don't think it's one or the other. I mean. Nobody likes defense. That's why people like to watch Kobe Bryant play and LeBron James. 
even though they're good defenders, they they score they, they score at will. So so they want it. And they so want pe- it. people find that much more entertaining. Yeah, I think that's fair because yeah, definitely they definitely you know offensive you know high scoring football or you know any sport really is exciting and it's flashy and it's uh and it's i guess i guess it's easy for like the average fan to understand because i think i think you know even like your average fans or even people who don't watch football on a regular basis are watching the super bowl so what they know i think better than anything else is the scoring aspect you want to score touchdowns points are good points are yeah points are good and so this the fact that these teams are just giving the ball back and forth to each other there's kind of a uh, I guess you could say confusing, or they don't really know how to. Uh, they don't know how to take it. They don't know what to what to do with it. So they just think that they're not playing, or, they're, or that they're playing poorly, and so they're kind of disappointed. But I think it's, it was just a uh, you know because Bill Belichick uh, back in the day. I don't know if maybe your average sports fan doesn't know this, but he was actually the uh, he coached. You know, he he was a defensive minded coach. He actually coached Lawrence Taylor back in the day for the Giants on the defensive side. So he knows, you know, defensive football more than anything else. And so I think that, um, yeah, def- definitely, I, you know, I think it just caught everybody by surprise how low scoring it was and how ironic it was that now that we're in such a pass-happy league, you know, um, everybody, it seems like almost, it seems like almost everybody now is throwing for 4,000, 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns and everything. And the only score in this touchdown score in this game was um, a running back. It was actually a running score by Sony Michelle, who's a rookie. So I think that that's kind of, you know, weird how the, big, the biggest points of the game was actually on a, you know, a rushing attempt. And I think if I, uh, somebody who I feel bad for in this game is, is probably uh, Jared Goff, because a lot of people saying that he got exposed in this game because he didn't play well or whatever. And, I think that was unfair because he's playing against the biggest, you know, team, the Patriots, on Isn't the biggest he a stage. No, he's he's, he's very young. I think second year, maybe. No, I think it's his third year. His third year. So. Yeah, I mean, you're playing against the best team in college football in the NFL. And, Hello, and it's on the yeah, it's on the biggest stage. Give him a break. Yeah. G G whiz. Yeah, yeah. So he's uh, being in that position. I don't, I don't, I don't blame him that much. I, I think that you know, he's, he's no, uh, he's no big dick Nick. No, he's, he's he's not, which is bizarre because he somehow I don't know how Nick Foles did it last year. He just he, he was going up against you know the Giants of the New England Patriots, and he seemed so calm and so poised. And I, and it looked like Jared Goff kind of had that same like look, that same mentality. But he I don't know I, I don't want to say that he froze when the lights came on, but he seemed to just not be able to really take big chances and like the I think the only time he took a big shot I don't know if you remember this was late in the game and he threw uh they had they they brought the Patriots brought a heavy blitz and he threw the ball kind of up in the air toward the end zone it was kind of like a lollipop but kind of but he was kind of trying to go toward the end zone but then the safety came underneath and picked it off do you remember this yeah so so I think he yeah so he didn't take a whole lot of shots during the game so I think he kind of got um you know, unfairly exposed, but I th- I think that they're they're definitely a young team. You know, very young coach, very young quarterback. So I think that they can easily get back there if they want to. But um, so offensively, the Rams on Super Bowl Sunday, they had sixty plays. They ran sixty offensive plays. 
none of them came inside the Patriots' 25-yard line, hmm. which is staggering considering they were second in the NFL in scoring with 32.9 points a game. They couldn't even get – if they started the ball all the way at the one-yard line, on their own one-yard line, they couldn't move it 75 yards in a single drive, which – uh, which they which they obviously don't don't start that far back every time, but just that would be the longest possible distance they'd have to go, and they still couldn't get there. Um, and uh, do you remember last episode how I was talking about like the the, the possible like conspiracy that they were trying to pit these two teams together because it's the biggest markets? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, so much for that theory too. Um, this year's actual Super Bowl rating was an eleven year low. It actually slipped. To just below the 100 million mark, it was, it was to be exact, it was 98.2 million. Uh, uh, this game uh, has consistently topped 100 million since 2010. It was at, at its best was at 2015. It, it was 114.4 million people. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of eyes looking at your TV. Yeah. Oh, that was in 2015. That was the Patriots and the Seattle Seahawks game. Obviously, that was a big one because they, instead of running the ball on the one-yard line with Marshawn Lynch three times, they decided to throw the ball, and then what happens, Sam? Got picked up. Oh, yeah. Big They're time. Freaking idiots. <laughs> and he, let's, let's talk I, about that. that. That's actually a very interesting topic because, um, okay, so, so obviously set up the scenario in that Super Bowl. They drive down the field. And they do you, remember, do you remember the catch before that though? He went down. He went down the sideline, and I think he. I want to say through to Jermaine. Jermaine Curse. I might be wrong on that. Don't kill me. But and he and it got popped up in the air. He fell on his back, and the ball oh, literally yeah. fell on yeah. his chest. And then he caught it, got back up, got tackled at the one or two yard line. And so then they. That's when they rushed up there and they threw the ball, picked off. Curse's history. The Patriots win. My everyone bashes. Russell Wilson and they bash you know, Pete Carroll for not running the ball on that play. Do you think that that was a dumb thing? To th- I mean, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, it got, because of, because of the result, they should have done something else. But do you think that that was? Well, I can't remember how much time they had with that when they ran that play. I mean, if it was, it was less than it was about a, fifty seconds. Yeah, you run the ball. That was stupid. Yeah, especially if you have Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, I think I think I think they at least had two timeouts too. Yeah, I yeah. If that's true, then yeah, hang them. (laughs) I um, I'm always a big. I've I've had the Seahawks, Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, whoever made the decision to throw the ball in that scenario. I've always had his back because everybody in the stadium, everybody who's watching that game, could see that the ball should have and was most likely going to go to Marshawn Lynch because they were, you know, obviously they're so close. All they had to do was punch it in. So they decided to throw him off and just throw a quick pass and see if they can't get it in. But the the Patriots are so well prepared that they just, in the interview, they actually interviewed uh, Malcolm Butler, who actually made the interception. And they, they said, you know, how'd you guys, Diagnosed that play, and they said, "Oh, we looked at film. We saw that we saw that they were in this formation, so we made the adjustments, and we just we we jumped out in front of it, and we knew it was coming. So they just were so. And that just goes to show you, you know, that's why the Patriots have won so many. They're just more prepared than anybody else. Uh, if you, I don't know, if, if again, if you have fifty seconds, two timeouts, 
it, you don't don't try to be cute. Just try to ram it up their rear end and score the score the ball. But and if I it doesn't it. work, call it. timeout and run another play. I get it. All the time in the world, fifty seconds is a long time. Yeah, especially especially in football when you have timeouts to work with, it's, it is it is a very long time. But I think if you look, let's just go back and reverse the the scenario because if because if the scenario works out where he throws the ball and he instead of the interception he catches it for a touchdown, then he's looked at as a genius because everyone's like, oh, of course, the obvious play is you give it to Marshawn Lynch and he scores, but they actually they fooled everybody and they threw it, they scored a touchdown. Well, he's a, but because it it ended so poorly, now he's an idiot. And, of course, he runs into Marshawn Lynch. And I don't think there's a guarantee he gets in. What if he fumbles and botches a snap? I mean, there's obviously a bunch of different other yeah, possibilities that could a, happen. There's always a risk-reward, but I think you run the risk. The yeah, And I don't say that, you know, obviously, if I was in that scenario, would I have run the ball? Most likely. But I just I just don't think anybody gives him credit for you know, if if that play works, he's looked at as a genius because he goes against what's obvious yeah. and it works against you know he outfools Belichick. You know what I mean in a sense. Anyway, anyway moving back to this year's Super 2019. Bowl, twenty nineteen. Here we are. Um. So with that being said, um, then we move into the halftime show of the Super Bowl. Got to be honest with you, didn't love it. I, I, I don't didn't know. Didn't care for you. I didn't really watch the whole thing, but and I you could argue the best part was the uh, SpongeBob cut, which didn't even fully follow they, through with. They, yeah, they needed to finish it. That was fantastic. <laughs> they needed to bring out Patrick and Squidward, but and I don't know what uh, Adam Levine was doing with all. He took off all those layers of shirts, and then remember the last one he had that was kind of like a. Uh, uh, like a tank top shirt. It was yeah, like kind of like brown checkered pattern. Thing, right? Huh? Oh, it, was a it was like a checkered pattern. So many people I've seen online have put up like Adam Levine like matches like my drapes and they'll pull like the drapes over to the TV and it looks just like that or they have pillows or shams or something next yeah. to it. So that's gotten some, you know, slack because of it. And here's my thing. If he can unzip layers like that, why can't we get some some chick up there? Why can't we get like Kesha up there and start just taking layers off? Is that so, that's no problem? No, it's not. Didn't we talked about this last time. The girls have shown their titties at the halftime show. I mean, Janet Jackson accidentally, air quotes, Accident. accidentally yeah. slips a nip one time, and now we can't see a nip forever? Jeez. But I got to look at Adams? It's not fair. I don't get it. And, um, but... Um, uh, if you want to see some, some, some tooties... In the halftime show, you need to get like Cardi B or Nikki. Oh, she'll show it with, without permission. Yeah, yeah. Why couldn't we get? Speaking of Cardi B, um, that she was probably in one of the best commercials this year, I think, too. Because obviously, Super Bowls are known for having you know really good and very expensive commercials. But um, this year, I think all just about all of them fell flat. I don't think any of them. Like are memorable or good or even yeah, controversial, yeah, yeah. except for the one that, like you said, that Cardi B is in, the yeah. Pepsi commercial with Steve Carell. I thought that that was that was a very you know a creative thing that they did because now because pretty much any restaurant you go to that's that, that that is the exact line that they have used for years now. You ask for a Coke and they say, "Is Pepsi okay?" And most of the time you're like, "No, it's not okay." But they obviously want to flip that script and say it's more than okay and then. They Throwing the little John and he does just okay, yeah. and then 
Uh, then Cardi B comes in and does her. Oh, and then Steve Carell tries to. He tries to do the. I think he tries to do both. He tries to do the Little John. Okay, and then uh, uh, Cardi B's. Oh, and he can't do it. And that was that was gold. So good job on Pepsi for actually coming up with a good commercial. But that was about it. Oh, the other commercial that was probably good, or maybe you know, it was it was. Uh, Entertaining was. Uh, do you remember the football 100 commercial? Did you oh, see that yeah, one? Yeah. That one was pretty good, but that was, that one was very long. But obviously, it's, it's it was it was about two minutes, maybe three well, minutes. That was, maybe? that was an actual. Like, it was NFL actually NFL. NFL commercial. Yeah, they, they don't care. So they probably didn't have to pay for it either. Yeah. Or if they did, it was pennies. They, they got a discounted rate. They got a discounted rate. Um, but um, so that one was pretty cool, and there was a lot of like old faces in it and some 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 of the guys are still playing today and everything like that but i thought that that was a, a creative commercial as well but um anyway so now that tom brady has has won his sixth super bowl sixth championship in nine super bowls appearances is there any question that he's the goat now or uh. Certainly, there's no. Question. Okay, let's start like this. Is he the goat? Uh, I'll let you take it for. Is he the goat? Open ended. Take it away. I will say, in our lifetime, like our generation, nobody comes close. Um, does he? Does he have the most Super Bowls of like anybody? Yes, he does now. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, he there was there was somebody who had six. If if you want to talk about he, like. But now he does. I'm trying to think of like all time greats. Yeah, like Joe Montana, Steve Young. I you talking about just play just like quarterbacks over, or yeah, players? Mainly quarterbacks. Yeah, trying, trying to. Comp- I mean, because quarterbacks. I, well, because I, the only quarterback who is even in question, who's like, you know, who goes head to head, is Joe Montana. You know, I, I don't think anybody else is in terms of like total quarterback play. You could really make an argument for is at that level in terms of just championship greatness you know what i mean obviously you can argue you can completely argue athletically that there's better ones but i mean i don't think that like you're gonna be out there and say i don't think you would say brett Favre in that conversation i don't think i mean i think that he's because he also has the most interceptions of all time i think brett Favre's likable but he's not yeah, not, I, not the goot. Yeah, and I don't think that you're gonna put like a guy like Terry Bradshaw in that conversation either. I think he's got three Super Bowls, you know, back in the '70s. But I don't, I don't think that you could make a convincing argument. Yeah, in terms of consistency and you know making it to the Super Bowl and then his efficiency of winning Super Bowls, I, I don't think there's anybody you can who's in the same ballpark. Yeah, the only other person. That is even close. There are some people out there. I don't. I don't they're Miami Dolphin purists or whatever who put like Dan Marino way up there. Even though he, even though he's never won, yeah, they played. they just they just wanted to cry and bitch moan and complain that he's never had anybody like anybody really good with him. He's never had a you know a good counterpart. He's never had anybody to throw to, which isn't true. And he and he he would actually set really high passing yard records, like you know four thousand, five thousand yards. Before the you know the NFL has changed the rules about guarding a receiver, and then the quarterback started throwing like crazy. They started you know constantly getting four thousand, five thousand yards a season. 
So he he did that before they could do that. So they argue that he was able to, if he if he played today, he could throw for six thousand and all this other crap. I'm not buying it. Was he a great quarterback? Sure, but I'm not. I'm not. I don't even. He's top five, but if you want to argue argue the greatest of all time, he's not even in the conversation. The only person who really gets, you know, you can make the argument for is still the greatest of all time is Joe Montana. The only reason is is that he's won four Super Bowls and it took him four times. He won yeah. all four. And in those four Super Bowls, he threw zero interceptions, which is very, very impressive to obviously be on the biggest stage four times. I mean, and you never turn the ball over. I mean, I don't know about fumbles, but you never had an interception. So that's obviously very overwhelming evidence. But who do you have to throw to? Yeah. Jerry Rice. Right. The greatest wide receiver of all time. So, And he, and he also had, you know, a bunch of other supporting cast. Not saying that Tom Brady doesn't. Obviously, he's had some great, uh, great you know receivers and cast to to help him out and stuff like that. But I don't I don't think he ever had anybody who like he had Randy Moss for a short period of time, but he never won a Super Bowl with him. I think that was the year that they went nineteen and zero, but then they lost to the Giants or something like that. Yeah. So I think his you know his biggest wide receivers have been like Rob Gronkowski, Julian Edelman. Uh, Danny Amendola. What was that guy's name? And uh, Wes Welker. Well, no, like Hogan. Chris Hogan. Yeah, yeah he, I don't know where he went. He's he's still there. He had a, he had a down year this year. He's he's he out there. He had a breakout year. I think it was last year or two years. Last, ago? I think it was like it kind of like he the year before and then moved into the last year. Yeah, yeah. So he and uh, so I think that it's you know and. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that in in terms of uh, coach who's also you know uh, up there, I don't think that there's anybody else who's gonna really even um, who, who's gonna be up in that echelon of greatest either. Because I mean, because uh, I think now as you move into you know you get more and more years into coaching, more and more years into football. I think football just keeps getting better and better in terms of like figuring out how the game works and how the game. Um, you know how how to do it most efficiently and how to score and how to do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now as you know as the rules have changed and the players get better and better and more specific to you know what they're able to do. We have all this technology and film to study and prepare for teams, and yet somehow they just keep doing it and keep getting better and better and keep winning despite the fact that their dynasty quote unquote started all the way back in two thousand one and now it's two thousand nineteen and they're yeah. still winning. So how they keep doing it, I don't know. But so, so does them winning? Do you hate them or no? I don't hate them. Do you love them? I don't hate them. I'm one of those weird in between people who I don't hate them. I don't love them. I just respect them. I think that you know, if, in order for a team to win the way that they win, you can argue that they're cheaters or this and that. I got news for you: every team cheats to some degree, whether it's big or small. There's they're they're doing something that's shady, steroids. Copying plays, whatever it is, they're doing something. something. Any player who's got who who plays a tough position like a lineman or a linebacker or a running back, constant contact. They're on roids. They're getting beat to shreds every game, every practice. Yeah, yeah, let them take it. There's there's no way that they're not. I mean, I'm not, not not trying to say that they need that because, or else they couldn't, or else they couldn't be as good and as gifted athletically. It's just they. I don't think that they could recover from all like the, yeah. you know, the beating that they take because they couldn't bounce back because they got to play 16 games uh, minimum 
season. And that's just, I mean, if you play the full regular season, and some of these guys don't make it. I mean, we see every, I mean, how many, I mean, how many guys a year do we see, oh, so-and-so, blow, yeah. blown ACL, blown Achilles, you know, yeah. labrum tear, this or that, concussions, all this and that. It, it, it's a definite, brutal beating. Somehow Tom Brady is, I mean, he's a quarterback, and he, so he doesn't get as much of a beating, but he seems to be as clean as a whistle. And uh, speaking of that, do you know that he's, did you hear the interview leading up to the Super Bowl? Everybody was asking him, was like, they said, Tom, what are the chances that this Super Bowl is your last game as a professional football player? Yes. And he held up, he thing. made his, his, his fingers and his thumb connect to make a zero. So there's, he said there's zero chance that this is his last game. And he's, I, I, hope, he, I hope he wins three more. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, you don't, I feel like it doesn't come along that, that often where, like, you have a guy, like, that dominant. That's why I like, I like Tom Brady. People hate his guts, but I think he's fantastic. And that's why I like, like, Federer and tennis, because they're just, they're, they're unbeatable. Yeah, I, I think, I am I completely agree. I, I want to see greatness for as long as I can. Yeah. I mean, no one likes mediocrity. And so I think that if we have something that's going as good as this, I mean, it's only going to, it's eventually going to end, and then we'll be able to, you know, say to our, you know, event, our kids and our grandkids, I remember Don Brady! And, you know, all this kind of stuff, we'll get to be able to say that to them, because the chances that this will be duplicated, zero. It's very, very close to zero. And um, so I think that w- what we're uh, witnessing is obviously historic and maybe maybe once in a lifetime. And um, so, with that being said, he's forty-one now. He said he wants to play till he's forty-five, which would be the, which would be the oldest, I think, non-special teams player ever. Because I think because Adam Vinatieri is coming back again to the Colts. Have you seen him? He's got that white beard. He looks like Santa Claus. No, I actually. He haven't. is coming back for his twenty-fourth repeat, twenty-fourth season. As an NFL so, player. So how old is he? He is... 66? <laughs> Collecting that social security check? Might be. Let's let's do a little Google, shall we? He was born in December of 72, so that makes him 46 years That's old. That's not terrible, I mean, for a kicker at least. I mean, yeah. he's yeah, certainly but, getting there, but... So. Um, but yeah, Tom Brady. I, I mean, I, I don't. Do you think he can make it? Do you think he can play till he's forty-five? I mean, he is not slowing down. So, yeah. Giselle Bunchen's got him on that model diet, so he can live forever. I think that he can. He can make it. I mean, wh- what? Did what they do what, an interview with him? What do I have? What do, what do I have evidence-wise to convince me that he's not going to do? It? I think they did an interview about his diet or whatever. He drinks like seventeen gallons of water a day or something. Seventeen some, gallons, obviously not seventeen, <laughs> but something just. I, I, I get what you're saying. Astronomically high. Asinine. Yeah. Amount of water, and it's, and then he like obviously counts everything. And, yeah, and, and I think it's. Oh, he's rich enough. He can do that stuff. Somebody does it for him. It's yeah. <laughs> So he's not slicing chicken in his, in his kitchen. No, he's not. He's he's got someone doing that, and it's it's just it's just weird because you want to see because I always think of it. You remember Peyton Manning? He had the one year where he played for the Broncos, and he was just dissecting defense and left and right. He threw for five thousand yards, fifty touchdowns, and then the next year he'd come back. And the first he had like a slow start, 
and everyone's like, oh, he's Peyton Manning, he'll pick it back up, blah, blah, blah. And then he had the one game against the Chiefs, and where he just, it, he, it just all of a sudden looked like he didn't know how to play football anymore. He, he, ha- he went out there, and he threw from I, less than 50 yards and had five interceptions. And then they pulled him. They're like, you're Peyton Manning and all, but five interceptions, you got to sit down. And then they put that bum out there. They put Brock Osweiler out there. That's right. And then, so then, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of waiting for that moment to happen to Brady, but I, I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to, just because of the way he plays and the way that he, you well, know. Manning had more, like, substantial injuries, too. True. Yeah, he had that huge neck injury. Neck, yeah. So I think that it's going to definitely play a factor because of his health and stuff like that. I think it's going to be. Doesn't Tom has, like. Tom Brady has like knee problems and stuff. He like, he, doesn't, he doesn't run anyway. Yeah, he had he tore he had his ACL torn uh, back. In, I want to say 2012, 2011. So irrelevant. Doesn't yeah. matter to him. Yeah, and I think I think but what I'm saying I think it's going to be have to want to be one of those things where he is going to have to walk away. It's not going to yeah. be it's not going to be one of those things where oh he gets a really bad concussion and he, he, he's basically forced out or he's or his play. To an extent, will dip so badly that he'll have to retire. I think it'll be one of those things where he'll have to say, "You know what? I'm gonna just have to close the, this chapter of my life and just yeah. kind of call it." But um, anyway, so overall, I think we got to even, even though the game was, you know, you could argue it was boring or it was slow or low scoring. I think we definitely, you know, got to at least witness history and got to see uh, a legend. It, both coaching and quarterback wise continue their you know dominance in a game in which they've been in it for more than 20 years so um i think we can wrap this up so um thanks for joining us today um we actually have a instagram and a twitter called it's just uh same as the podcast titles adoption roster on twitter and instagram this podcast will be available on soundcloud so give us a follow give us a like Comment, tell us we're idiots. We don't care. Just say something. Boys. So, yeah, any, anything. Well, you make the argument that Tom Brady isn't the GOAT. I'd love to hear that argument. Argue that to the death. Um, fake news. Fake news. Anyway, signing off for now. I'm Paul. And I'm Sam. Be good, y'all.